Welcome, everyone, to Cue It Up with the Q Brothers Super Bowl edition. I'm John Quartucci. And I'm Ralph Quartucci, and this is us. And yes, big Super Bowl edition, special still, Super Bowl yeah, edition. Yeah, but you're still jamming in the music. I love that. Yeah, that, that music is, is unreal. Head. Yeah, what can I say? So uh, so this week, uh, the Super Bowl, this is Friday night. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. So we figured we'd do a uh, special football edition in honor of the Super Bowl. Uh, but I did want to ask you, Ralph, because I watched something today. So I want to ask you, have, have you watched anything recently that you want to talk about before we move on to these uh, football movies? Uh, I don't think so. No, I can't think of anything. Okay. I've okay. Well, uh, I watched a movie today uh, called The Last Movie Star. Oh, I have seen Starring it. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. I knew about this movie. I had never seen it. And I watched it today. And I have to tell you. Just explain. Uh, give, give a little quick plot. I've seen it. Just. Quick, basically quick. what it's about, uh, these, this small group of people in, in, um, Tennessee have a film festival and it's real low rent. It's in their basement. They project the image on their screen and they've, they've given awards to some, some actors. Well, Burt Reynolds plays a, a movie star named Vic Edwards. He's actually playing himself and they invite him to this film festival and tell him who they've given the award to leading him to believe that they also attended this thing. Well, when he goes to it, it's just low, low, low budget. But the amazing thing about the movie, he died five months after it, mm. which which made it his last that film. much more poignant. Right. Because it was really about a movie star who at one point was the height of movie stardom and is elderly and is on his last leg. But one of the interesting things they did in the movie – he they, they uh, intercut him with scenes from Smoking the Bandit and Deliverance, so he's having a conversation with himself. He's in the car uh, in in Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. He's in the car. Yeah, right. and in the canoe. Right. Um, but the the scene that I I wept. I'm not going to lie, and I don't do that at movies. Um, the scene at the end, because he blew off the thing because he thought it was a big scam and he was rude to everybody. But at the end of the movie, he has an epiphany, and he does this speech sitting down in front of the entire group. And it was it, it, the fact that, you know, he didn't live much longer past this made it that much more emotional. And I would say to you, and I'm a big Burt Reynolds fan. I am. I always have been. Uh, this was pretty amazing. And it was so close to, I'm sure, what his life was. Um, if you get a chance, see it. Uh, yeah. it was, it was really well done. And it was, Rose said, what are you watching? Cause I, I was sniffing and I'm wiping my eyes and it was, uh, it was really well done. Yeah. And he, he was great. It, it was Listen. sad. It was sad, but also, yeah. I mean, what, what was your reaction to it, Ralph? I, he's one of my favorites, right? So I knew this movie when I, I'd heard about the movie. So I saw it when it came out, streamed it when it came out. You know, it's touching. It's Burt Reynolds. Yeah. You know, it's Burt Reynolds at the end of his life. You know, it's towards the yeah. end of his life and it's, Basically, it's autobiographical. It's Burt Reynolds, and it's just—it's pretty touching. I don't think I cried. I might have. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. If you get but, a chance to see it, I mean, sure. it was really—it was a touching movie. It really was. I do have um, one proposal before we get started on this because we're going okay. to—we're going to do football films. Yes. Given that Tom Brady, since he's been in the NFL, has been in I think fifty percent of the Super Bowls. He, he has. 50. This will be his tenth. Right. So fifty percent. I propose. That we now call it the Brady Bowl. Uh, well, I have uh, to tell you, I don't I, know why we wouldn't, I, but 
I think I can. Uh, let's see if I can do this. I'm not sure if I can do this, but can I'm you ask try. Tom? You got Tom? Yeah, I'm gonna ask Tom. Oh, Tom, Tom, what do you think? Tom, what do you think? Should we name it the Brady Ball? I don't. <laughs> you know, a lot of you guys up there would have his child, wouldn't you? Uh, I told <laughs> a lot of you mass holes would definitely. Rose, I told Rose that uh, <laughs> if she wants to cheat on me, I'll allow it with Tom Brady, but I want to be able to watch. <laughs> God. She didn't think that was a bad deal. I'm not going to lie. Did you see him on um, Kimmel last night doing uh, the hateful tweets? No. No. <laughs> I can't even. I they called this. They I, called this. They go, you're, you got an asshole on your chin. <laughs> like, I get it. I mean. He was great. People no, must, people hate him. Tell people you. have to be tired of seeing him in every I, I don't blame him, but, but still. The fact is. He's the best that ever right. was and will ever will be. No right. one's going to be able to do what he did. But anyhow, okay. we're going to talk about it at the enough, end. Enough of Tom Brady. We have to have Super Bowl picks. Okay. Now, so so this we did a sports-themed one, but this one is strictly football movies. And knowing me and Ralph and our taste, like, uh, you know, he's cynicism makes him happy. I don't know if you What was our T-shirt? Is it cynicism makes me happy? Cynicism or, makes me happy. Or my cynicism your, makes me happy. Yeah. No, no, it was cynicism Just makes cynicism me happy. makes me happy. So okay. we're going to get, uh, if, if I can get someone to create these things, we're going to offer these up on our site. So does the guy who them. does the music, does he do T-shirts too? Or just music? I'm going to talk to him because he did such a great job with the music. I'm sure he'd do great with the T-shirts. I'm sure, yeah. So I'm dying to know uh, what you picked because I will tell you, uh, some of mine are pretty obvious, but one of them uh, is really uh, out of left field. I so, mean, one of the three um, you pick. So we pick three yeah. each. Now, we're not going to go yeah. crazy. And we always talk about other ones. But we don't have to talk about – we're not going to get dive deep into these films. We're just going to say – No, no, no. Down. I just – look. Well, my, you know what? You always – I always go first. I want you to go first this time. Well, but unfortunately, Ralph, what? unlike your other shows, I leave oh. this one, okay. not you. Okay. So you will go first. All right. Because that's what I okay. want. But so, well, just, just to remind the viewers at home how this works is – we like a lot of different football movies, but these are the three that we're going to recommend, especially Super Bowl weekend. You want to watch a good football movie. These are our recommendations. And it always leads to discussing other ones that are good also. Right. But these are the three that we're going to recommend. So that's where we're beginning. And we route. should also be what clear. We should also be clear that they're not necessarily strictly about football. It may be movies that have well, football, football is some element in an it. element of the film. Right. Okay. Having right. said that. And, and one other thing, uh, we're going to try really hard, even though it has definitely become our calling card, that we don't get names right. No, I'm not going to try. And that happens a lot. I don't care. So we're going to try to make sure that doesn't okay. happen tonight. To be clear. I can't guarantee it, but yeah. we're going to try. John's going so, to try. Right, you're off. What do you got? I'm not going to try. Give me a three. Here are my three, and they're being guarded by somebody, so I just want to quickly... Show and we're going to show the trailers, obviously. Yeah, we will oh, show the trailers. Tommy. Okay. Oh, you got him there right is. up. Oh, there he is. Look the at him. Look at him. Oh, look at that. Look at that. He's right there. So these are oh, the three. He is he is dreamy. All right. So the three will go by uh, age oh, or by Ralph, date. Oh, Ralph, look at this. Uh, North Dallas 40, number one pick. Yep. That's my number one. Two is um, uh, The Last Boy Scout. And three wow. is Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday. I love them all. So let's go so right to it. My first film was North Dallas 40. Well, number okay, one. Okay. I'm going to go to number one based, okay. based on date. 1979, North Dallas 40. So this is, this is a film about, uh, written by 
based on a book written by a guy named Peter Gent, or Gent, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, who was an NFL football player, and he played for the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, yep. So basically, this is a, a veiled look at the Cowboys. I think this team in this film was the uh, called the Cowboy Bulls or something. The Dallas Bulls, that's what they were called. Is this the trailer? This is a trailer. It goes on forever. So Nick Nolte plays wow. a wide receiver who's based on the author of the book. Mac Davis plays a quarterback who is, who is based on um, Dandy Don, Don Meredith. Don Meredith. Yep. And the coach you're seeing in this, this trailer was Tom Landry, basically. This guy was a right. computerized coach. It's just a really honest look at football. Charles Durning. Charles Durning. And, you know, the drugs that were involved in football, the pills, the drinking, the, the, all the stuff that goes on in the locker room. They had a really religious quarterback kid that they kind of play, play against that. You can see them hunting. I mean, these guys. And Nick Nolte had great hands, was a great football player. And it's just about how football chews people up and spits them out based on contracts, based on injuries, based on who's the favorite at the time, who the coach likes. It's just a really good comedic look. It's actually voted one of the funniest films ever made. And um, it's sort of an interesting look at NFL, NFL football from the inside. It was written by, written by one of the first excellent. football movies that showed – the aftermath of a football game, how much pain they were in, yeah. the damage that they had to endure. They really showed that. I think the opening scene is with Nolte waking up in the morning. Just all uh, just, yeah. yeah, all banged up. Everything and, cracking. Uh, Don Meredith was offered the Mac Davis part. Yeah, but it's a little too close to home, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But that first and scene, Mac Davis, you Mac Davis yeah, was great. Mac Davis was great. Yeah. But the very first scene you're talking about, he's literally, all his bones are cracking and he's just right. really paying. He's popping pills left and right. Right. There's also a running thing where this quarterback won't take the, the B12 shot. B12 right. shot. The B12, right. Right. And ultimately he does. Ultimately it doesn't work out. And it's just how football chews you up and spits you out. I just find, I find that. And Nick Nolte's very engaging. Mac Davis, very engaging. Just a really. And Mac, uh, 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 Nick Nolte looked like he could play too. Yeah, he went to training camp. He trained. Yeah, yeah. He trained. Is, and he, and looks, and he looks like movies, a football player. They never look like they could actually play. No, and it's a and great – I don't know if you remember the last scene where Mac Davis yeah, throws yeah. the football and Nick Nolte yeah, puts he, his hands up. It's just yeah, great. I remember that. Number Iconic. two is um, Good is um, The Last Boy Scout. Just play that a little bit. So this is uh, an Jerry alpha – Bruckheimer, right? Nope. This is an alpha movie. So directed by Tony Scott, written by Shane right. Black, produced by Joel Silver – Starring Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruckheimer wasn't part nope. of it. No, co-starring Damon Wayans. Okay, so yeah. basically, it's a Damon Wayans plays an ex-quarterback, and he gets and he, and he gets involved. His girlfriend's Halle Berry. She's his early Halle Berry too. This is where he kills that guy. Oh. Kim Coates again. Kim Coates is killing you. Anyway, so the movie starts with a football player running down the field in the rain, points a gun, and shoots somebody right in the middle of the football field. And it turns out to be this whole conspiracy. And Bruce Willis is playing a private detective named Joel Hollenbecker, I think, um, who, who, who ends up teaming up with Damon Wayans. And it's just a romp. It's crazy. Ex Secret Service. Yes. Agent. Yes. And, Took a bullet and actually, for the president. actually a good Bruce Willis film. Yeah. I mean, he's really good in this film. And there's a whole conspiracy about gambling and football and all this other stuff. It's just a fun movie, and it's kind of on. I think it's it's not as well known as some of the other films that he's done. Bruce Willis, I mean, it even did well though. Tony, that yeah, movie did, did well. well, and it's yeah. an early Tony Scott film, I think. Yeah. This is and and he actually the um, so there was a lot of trouble on the set on this one, I guess. Bruce Willis 
was alpha male. Shane Black was fighting with the producer. Joel Silver was, you know, he was at the height of his after Lethal Weapon. And Tony Scott had all kinds of trouble. So in the movie True Romance that he yeah. did after this film, the producer that's, that's in that film, Saul, Saul Rubiak, Rubiak plays that producer at the end who's making yeah. the cocaine deal. That's all based on Joel Silver, the way that guy was acting. So, um, and, and like I said, football is sort of a side thing in this film. It begins with a football scene and it ends at the football stadium when Willis goes yeah, there and has a fight. Yeah, he's dancing a jig. Up he, what dance, I like. F, he says, yeah. I'm gonna, when, I, when I kill you, I'm going to dance a jig, and he ends yeah. up dancing the jig. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. And Damon Wayans took uh, a quarterback training from somebody, so he knew yeah. how to throw. Um, and it's just a fun romp, and the football's wild. It's always in the rain. It's always And Bruce crazy. Willis gets a crap whirled out of him in this movie. He gets beat up all the time. I know. He's great, but he's good. It's like, it's like good Bruce Willis. It's not his, yeah. you know, it's not his, uh, later well, stuff. Well, I think this was the toughest, the toughest he was in any movie was well, this movie. Well, I mean, yeah. Can I have a cigarette? Yeah. Whack. <laughs> Can I still have that cigarette? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Touch yeah. again. I'll kill yeah. you. <laughs> it's, it's good. And he has uh, the, I don't know if the actress who plays his daughter, she went on to do more stuff, but. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only, that's the one scene in the movie that was stupid with, with the, the thing, rabbit. The rabbit and the thing. With yeah. the rabbit. But the, the whole guy. thing is ridiculous. Hey, and he's whole, telling jokes. The whole thing, the beginning scene, when you see that football player come out in the rain, yeah. points a gun at no, somebody's so over jump. the top. Right. The action was way over the yeah. top. But, Joel, but it was good. I like. But it was a Joel Silver thing. So anyway, yeah, that's I number liked, two. And Halle Berry gets wasted in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. Spoilers doesn't last. Spoilers. Long. Yeah, what this way. came out in ninety one. All right, so give it up. Now it's ninety one. Ninety one. So and now he's doing breach. Yeah. Well, and the Die Hard commercial. I, that commercial is better than his movies. Die Hard Batty. Back off your mic a little. You're, you're over-modulating. You're over-modulating. Your modulation is going high. There you go. Turn that gain down. How's that? Much better. All right. So the third film, it's a 1999 film called Any Given Sunday. Now, Pacino. This, is a, this is a master class of Oliver Stone because he put everything into this film, okay? He shot this on every different format. He got deep down. He hired football players to play the football Wait, what, players. What do you mean he filmed it in every? He shoots format? in sixteen millimeter. He shoots in thirty-five millimeter. He shoots in Super Eight. He just layers so why? this stuff. Why would he? Why he just he likes if that? you watch JFK. He just likes to cut, 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 and just add all these elements. But it's also an over-the-top football film about a young quarterback who who comes in. Um, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Thank you. Uh, who becomes a superstar? Um, um, See, I'm getting and the Dennis names wrong. Quay, Dennis Quay plays yeah. the aging star who uh, Jamie Foxx replaces right there. He gets injured. Carmen Diaz plays the uh, owner of the team. It's J- and Wasn't James Woods counselor? is a surgeon. What? Was she in the counselor? Yeah, she was in the counselor. Cameron Diaz? I think she, I think was, she right? might be driving yeah. a yellow Lamborghini in this one. Uh, so, yeah, so James Woods is in there as a surgeon. Matthew Modine's in this film. Even... Um, who is the uh, ex-NFL uh, New York Giants quarterback? Uh, Taylor. Lawrence Taylor has a big part in this film as well. But it's typical. And Oliver Stone actually linebacker. played. He was a yes, linebacker. Yeah. And there's, there's LL Cool J. Now, the best part of this thing, is, they even have the woman from Showgirls, Elizabeth Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley, is in this film. And she's not so bad. So it's, it's, this thing is nuts. It's over the top. The, the NFL, NFL wouldn't sign on to it. So the teams are like, they're the... The Miami Sharks. It's like, you know, you yeah. watch a football game, a football movie, and the teams aren't the real teams. It right. just doesn't look. It's got this weird. But the football, the football, what I remember about this movie is how good the football looked. They went, they went at it. Yeah. They went like at it. Like they were really playing. Yeah. 
And all yeah. the actors had a train, and they were training with football yeah. players, and they were getting hit. Jamie Foxx was getting hit. All these guys. L.O. Cool J was getting hit. He plays a running back who's looking yeah. for money for a contract. Uh, so yeah, they were, they were legit and it's Oliver and Stone. And Pacino so. was at his, uh, Devil's Own. Well, I'm going to play just Not a little, Devil's Own, I just uh, want to play a Devil's little bit Advocate. of this. Yes. I just want to play over a little of this. Here you go. Just a little bit of this scene. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this there's, there's Lawrence team, we Taylor. That's James Brown back there. To pieces yeah. So he itch. was in it as well. Anyway, it's just Al was a great speech. Yeah. He was good in this yeah. And Jamie Foxx was great. So they do that whole video yeah. in there where he becomes a superstar and they do the Again, they all look MTV. like they could really play yeah. too. That's oh, they definitely. Thing, right? But you remember his little shtick he threw up every time he went out there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. So uh, yeah, I really like it. Movie. So, but as football goes, I think it's, it's real football. Those guys are really doing it. That's why I liked uh, North Dallas 40 because the realism in there. And the other one was just nuts. And I loved it. Now, again, Oliver Stone shoots a lot of his football scenes in the rain. And he's getting yeah. super close-ups and he's quick-cutting and he's doing all this crazy stuff. And Jamie Foxx is flipping in the end zone. It's just really well done. And it's just Oliver Stone at his best. And uh, and I think he had fun. You know, it's the NFL. So it's not like his serious kind of right. message films. Although he had right, a message. Right, right. The message was these guys get the same as message as North Dallas 40. Like in a minute, right. you're gone. And if the surgeon played by James Woods is giving him shots left and right, and you know he ends up, you know, having fights with the uh, Matthew Modine played the the doctor with a conscience because. Uh, um, why did you uh, just so for my own edification? Why did you do quotation fingers when you said conscience? I don't know. It just seemed right. It's weird. It just seemed right. Um, oh, okay, that's a good that's a good way to slow the show down. But thanks. I uh, have to. Uh, I lost my track. So, uh, but I'm going to show. I'm going to just name a few other films that. Okay. Honor, yeah, we always do this. Okay, we do this. But those are the top three you would recommend. Yeah, hundred percent. Those now I recommend. Other movies that you can't go wrong with. Can't go wrong with these. Okay. Heaven there can wait. Go. Starring Warren Beatty. Ah, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty or Beatty. Here we go. Uh, uh yeah, Beatty. Warren. There you go, Warren. We'll just call him Warren. We love Necessary Roughness because John's favorite lady's in there playing a kicker. What was her name? Kathy Ireland. Kathy, look at how we look at uh, that. And Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. That's right. Who else? Like? Uh, I'll name two more. Ireland. Two more out of this list: The Replacements, horrible oh. film, but great. No. Great. Love that movie. Great. Fun, goofy movie. Gene Hackman with Ken, Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves playing and, Shane Falco. Yep. Uh, they played that. That was all filmed in Baltimore at the Raven Stadium. Uh, based on when based it, on a true story based on when the NFL went out and actually yep. the, the Redskins jazz. actually the Washington now the Washington team Washington football team went on to win the Super Bowl that year so I think you it was kind of based on them bit. you struggle with that name a little bit huh I had to you know I gotta, gotta do it right um, Rudy of course Rudy I mean who doesn't uh, love Rudy good one who doesn't yep. love Rudy and one more I'm gonna mention Jerry Maguire which uh, which well, you, well, which you won the Oscar sorry which won the Oscar for uh, the guy playing the um Cuba Gooding Jr. Thank you, Cuba Gooding Jr. Show me the money. For playing that. Show me the money. And he looked like a wide receiver in that film. He looked great. So those are my, those are my, those are my, you should watch these. And also, All the Right Moves with uh, Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't uh, Craig T. Nelson was the coach, wasn't he? Who knows, probably. I don't know. Uh, No, that movie. Oh, that was. All right, so let's get to your, let's get to your black and white. Let's get to your black and white films where the guys are wearing leather hats. Talk. Um, I did not pick a black and white film in my top three. Oh, interesting. So let me start with uh, 
I got to do this in order. Okay, the the third one was one that uh, is the one that I said kind of out of left field. 1986's Wildcats, starring Goldie Hawn, Wesley this- Snipes, Mikel T. Williamson, Woody Harrelson, and a great performance by Nipsey Russell. You got the trailer? I do. Did you say that this was um, um, Woody's Woody first Harrelson's film? and Wesley Snipes' first, first movie? First film. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Here's, here's a preview. Uh, I love this movie. Okay, go ahead. Talk about it because... So, it, I like this movie because, one, it was at her Bruce McGill. most adorable, <laughs> yeah. right? The football was good. It was really funny. The whole premise is she becomes a coach at a uh, a school that can't keep uh, football coaches. It's in the uh, bad part of town, and they don't take her seriously. And she she shows that she knows what the hell she's talking about with football. She wins their respect. And it's just a funny, good movie. She's having a... Her, her husband's trying to keep her kid from her. Um, she's just great in this movie. I love her. So it's in a this. story that's never been done. It's a unique story? Uh, no, oh. but the way huh. they did it, I think a unique story that she's the coach. Yeah, okay. And this is the movie where the cheerleaders go, you're ugly, you're ugly. Your mama says you're ugly. That's where this came from. Okay. Um, so it's, it's good, it's goofy, it's funny, and you root for these guys and you root for her. That's why I like this. It's funny, when, when I thought about the football movies, there were two that came right to mind, but this one came to mind, too, because I liked it so much. There's Bruce McGill, who played D-Day in Animal House. Right, he he's, also in, he's also in The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, that's right, his buddy, right. Uh, in the closet. Right. I'm going to start firing in the closet. Head or he gut. Come out. Head or gut. Yeah, head or gut. <laughs> and he gets blown uh, up. So, he does uh, get did blown you, up. Have you seen that movie? Wildcats, Wildcats? I have not. It, well, you like Goldie Hawn, right? Yeah, well, I saw Private Benjamin, so it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. It, th- that's when she was at her peak. Right. Uh, she was really good in it. Number two for me is uh, 1974 is The Longest Yard, Burt Reynolds. Oof, that's number two. Uh, huh? Not the remake, which was- There was a remake? Terrible. I didn't even know there was a remake. Yeah, you know there was a remake, oh. and Burt Reynolds was in it. It was I terrible. Know, I know, he played, he played. But this one- what what I really liked about this movie, it was really funny. It's, it should have been. Yeah. It had real serious parts, and because Burt Reynolds played uh, for Florida State, he was a really good football player, and he looked like a yeah. football player. Yeah. And that last scene, as the clock's winding down, that's the longest yard. Is it, are you going to show the trailer? Or I will. I'm going to sit here and talk. I like. I just like listening to you. I can't help. Well, that. I know, but you know. So uh, this is. So he goes to prison. Um, oh yeah, girl, he beats a woman. <laughs> Yeah, but we're rooting for him anyway. Yeah, but we're she rooting for him. He was one of him. the models from The Price is Right. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he assaulted he her. He stole but... a car. So he goes into prison, and the warden wants him to play on the on the uh, guard team, and he won't, so they put him through. It's, it's kind of like uh, Cool Hand Luke, kind of. A mm-hmm. funny Cool Hand Luke. Uh, oh, they're actually going to show him. Up. They're going to show him beating his girlfriend. Oh, they're going to oh. show him hitting her? I thought, no, maybe. Oh, no, that guy's always in he his movies, too. He hits her. I know. Just once. Um, Just once. But but the, the the football stuff is great. There she is. Uh, there she is. From she was she was a uh, model. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's I mean come on. Him. He barely hit. He her. threw it down. You like she war films too, right? War films happy. are happy. Too, oh right? look at that. Oh look at him. Yeah. Look at he's Burt Reynolds at his. At By the way, this this trailer goes on for five minutes. This, this, your your kid. Oh, and there's Eddie <laughs> Albert. It. Okay, so Edward so Water. I think everybody knows this story. And yes, this uh, is a great movie. One of the fun movie. And the last scene, crew. Crew! Yeah. Game ball. There's Bernadette hey, Peters. Exactly. Yeah, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Remember, she, he yeah. had to keep the cuffs on. Right. 
She unzips him and he's got the movie. Okay. It's room service. You know, there were some there were some pretty harsh things that happened in it. Uh, especially the caretaker. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, but the but the film is really, really good. I really like this movie a lot. And the last one for Wait, me, hold on. That's I just want to say that would have been on my list because Longest Yard is fantastic. But I knew yeah. you were gonna have that one and I thought we had to you know you know break it up. Well, how did you know that? Because I, we I, don't talk about these beforehand. I just knew. I knew because it's you're, all spontaneous. You're, you're very no, you're very predictable, actually. I am predictable. But it was Although I mean, Wildcats yeah, Wildcats I never Wildcats wasn't predictable, right? No. Not one bit. No. So uh, shouldn't even be on the list. But okay. if I would watch a f- football movie this weekend, it would probably be Longest Yard. But my number one football movie because <laughs> can't this can't be your number one? <laughs> how it resonated with me emotionally is uh, Brian Song. Okay, now the I'm gonna, original. I'm going to 1971. Right. James Conn, Billy D. Williams, Shelley Fabre, and Jack okay. Warden. Now, when I play the trailer, I'm going to play a little uh, music. So just, try to hold on. I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk. You have some. You have any tissue next to you? I'm probably not going to be able to talk. Bring bring Tom next to you. Hug Tom a little bit. You'll be all right. All right. Here you go. Now be quiet. (sighs) Oh, the music. (laughs) This is a story about two men. This movie's unbelievable. They competed for the same job. One was white. This yeah. This one is. This gets me. (laughs) I think we all know this story too. Brian Piccolo, Gail Sayers. I'm going to tell it. All right, go ahead. I'm going to tell it. Okay, you're not on camera, so you can cry. <laughs> there, he's eating pizza right now. There's Bernie. Bernie uh, Casey. Bernie Casey. This is uh, James Conn being nice, right? He's being a, you know, yeah. Oh, something's wrong. Though. He's so good. What's wrong? He's tired. So this was a made-for-TV movie. This was not a theatrical movie. And it's a story of Brian Piccolo and, and Gail Sayers. And everyone knows the story. Uh, Brian Piccolo helped Gail Sayers uh, recover from a devastating knee injury. And then Brian Piccolo uh, ended up, I, I, I hate to not be sure about this, but I, I think it was cancer. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, that's how I remember it, yeah. Uh, but the, the scenes in the movie when they're running with the music and then he, Gail Sayers, well, there's two scenes that just get me. Uh, Piccolo's in the hospital bed and Gail Sayers is uh, holding his hand and he can barely talk and then the scene at the end where oh. Gail Sayers gets up in the locker room that's the one. and does a speech about Brian Piccolo I- I'm getting chills right now just talking that's about the one it. that's I'm doing it too it's yeah. crazy it's crazy it's uh yeah uh, it's just and I don't it's funny because uh I don't get that way with movies. I just don't. I never have. Oh this God. movie definitely. This I, movie definitely uh, got me teared up. I told was, you, uh, I tear up in Tin Cup when he misses those twelve yeah, shots. Well, that's, I mean, I, well, that's I lose ridiculous. it. I lose it because I love that he. I just love that she looks at him. Anyway, part of what makes this work is those two guys together just seemed yeah. real. It seemed like yeah. they were friends. So when yeah. when the when the thing happens at the end and Gail Sayers comes back in that locker room. It's yeah. devastating. Yeah. Devastating. Uh, and that's James Caan being like, 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 and this was after nice. Godfather. I know. This was, yeah, uh, this is him being, well, 71. I, when was Godfather? Uh, that had to be 72. Yeah. Okay. So this must so have been around the same pre. time. Same time. This was pre. Uh, and you know yeah. what? It makes sense because he wouldn't be doing a made for TV movie after Godfather because yeah. he was big. Anyway, there uh, he is. But yeah, uh, excellent. I mean, I, yeah. I, I love that movie, and because of the way it made me feel, uh, I, I mean, very emotional. Uh, I think I that's on everybody's. Every guy would admit that that's 
that's a movie where the room gets dusty. Where they get emotional. The room yeah. gets dusty, and you're like, what's going on? There's yeah. all this dust in here. My eyes are watering up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I'm getting conjunctive. Right? So, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is. It's, it's that music. And, and they try to remake it, and nobody who wants to watch the remake. And Yeah. Yeah, it's like remaking Jaws. Don't do yeah, it. Um, do it. So, so those are my top three, and I, I picked a bunch of other ones. Ralph, you already named two that I, that I also picked. Any Given Sunday. Actually, you picked three. Any Given Sunday I had, North Dallas 40 I had, Jerry Maguire, I had the ones. Oh, I forgot oh, the big one. Replacement. I forgot a big one. Semi tough. Yeah, I mean, I, semi tough was okay. But I, it's Burt Reynolds, and it's uh, it's. Um, I know, but uh, what's but that guy that sings country Burt Reynolds movie? I'm going longest yard. <laughs> so the two that you didn't pick out yeah. of because we we were very similar. Yeah. Uh, I picked 1925's <sighs> The Freshman. Oh, sounds awesome. Uh, with Harold Lloyd, mm. silent movie. But very, very funny. And they filmed uh, the football stuff at the Coliseum in L.A. Mm. Uh, and it's it's just a funny, funny movie. And uh, I, I I recommend if you get a shot to see I it. I already know the and last the, one. I already know the last one you're going to see. I know. And you didn't. You, so it's a 1986 movie called The Best of Times with Robin oh, no, Williams no, I, and I, Kurt Russell. I, what? I, oh, no. no. <laughs> That's right. I'll get to that one in a second, Ralph. Uh it's it's about uh, high school football players, right? High school football guys where Robin Williams is a high schooler dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell was the the big quarterback, and they have a chance for redemption as adults, and it's how they got there. It's a very funny movie. Right. Robin we all Williams wish that really too. Funny. That's something we all. Wouldn't you like to go back to? Oh, absolutely. Baseball and, and fantasy spoilers. Camp. He makes the catch. No, but does wouldn't you like camp. to go back to fantasy camp oh. in 2008 and win the championship? Well, <laughs> that's still good. Yeah. I mean, you've got my RBIs too. But I don't want to be doing that. The last one I picked, and Ralph hates this, oh, is The Water Boy with Adam Sandler, Kathy Bates, and Jerry Reed. I love that movie. Isn't Henry Winkler in this too? Henry Winkler's and he plays the, he plays the, the mousy coach. Uh, and it's one of, I'm not a big Adam Sandler person. I like, uh, I like Happy Gilmore. I like The Wedding Singer, and I like this movie very much. Um, but it's again, it's one of these movies when it comes on, I'll watch it because it's so goofy, and he's goofy in it. But it's it's I find it very very fun. It makes me laugh a lot. So those are my picks, and I think uh, I think any one of them. Uh, yeah, I've never seen The Water Boy. Then how can you sit there because and I, condemn a movie you've never seen? Because I know what it is. Because I've seen all it's, those other No, you ones. don't. If yeah. you've never seen it. It's yeah. very funny. It's um, very funny. Back to Semi-Tough. I know you don't like it as yeah. much, but it's got a great – first, it's got Burt Reynolds. They're football players Chris as well. Chris Christopherson. But it's the whole Est thing, that whole – Is it Claiborne? Am I saying that Jill right? Clayburg. Jill Clayburg. Jay, 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 Clayburg. I said it wrong. Jill you tried. Yeah. That's okay. I, I said the oh, guy – by the way, replacements, Brooke Langdon. Oh, oh she's great. Oh, I said the guy who plays country music, who is starring with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I didn't even know Chris Christopherson. That's what you said, Chris Christopherson. Right. You didn't know his name. I forgot it. I always forget it. Oh, uh, yeah, but it they do okay. that whole they do that whole est spoof with Burt Convy. Yeah. And at the time, the people I worked for were totally into est. So it just, I mean, not when I Ooh. saw it, but when I when I grew Ooh, up, and I, House? yeah, they were all into est. And oh uh, that that scene just that stuff. That I forget what he called it, uh, being one or it, or if you have I, it. You know, I, I, Burt I, Reynolds goes I, to the thing and wears the thing so he can pee, and everybody else is having to hold it. It just doesn't. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's Burt uh, Reynolds. I, mean, so I, like I, I just love it. But it's Burt Reynolds. I mean, that's why I would go the longest yard. I mean, well, of course. But if you had to pick okay. one, I guess if you had to pick one as a football movie, there I'm putting in quotes, football movie, it would be the longest yard. But 
There you go. But it's funny though, when you started to think about it, there's a really a lot of really good football movies. There just are. Yeah. yeah. You know? Little Giants. So, uh, we haven't talked about Little Giants. There's Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that was you know, but I'm saying it's football. Bad Fr- News Bears did it better. We even skipped Friday Night Lights. Some oh, would say the that's way, the best high school that, football. Uh, the guy who directed Wildcats, Michael Ritchie, yeah. He directed Fletch, Cool Running, Semi Tough, and Bad News Bears. Semi Tough. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. So how that's about a good, that? That's a good sports uh, collection there. Because I'm like, Michael Ritchie, what else is he? I recognize yeah. the name, but I didn't know any of his work. And yeah. I started looking at him going, oh, my God. And yeah. the other one. Um, I'd have to put Wildcats uh, at the bottom of that, but okay. Somebody wrote, Ron Shelton wrote The Best of Times, that oh. movie with uh, Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Interesting. And then the other one was uh, Brian Song was directed by Buzz Kulik, who went on to direct The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper. I saw that film in the movie theater. With uh, Trey Williams. I liked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like every so, film. It turns anyway, out I, I like thought that film. was kind of interesting that the guy right. did a guy. Bad News Bears is a classic. So yeah. uh, he directed Brian's song and that. It's crazy. So, no, so interesting. We had, we no, had he didn't, some no, he didn't, no, wait. He didn't direct Brian's song. You said Ry Cooter directed Brian's song or Buzz. Ry Cooter out. Buzz. The blues singer Ry Buzz. Cooter. <laughs> Ry Cooter. Who directed, directed Brian's Brian. song? Buzz Lipton. I'm sorry. Buzz Kulik. Plus no, cool. uh, Michael Ritchie directed uh, the other ones. Michael Ritchie, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Ry Cooter. <laughs> yeah, that blues legend Ry Cooter. Okay, directed. All right, now, now on to the Super Bowl. Um, okay. By the way, give me your best Super Bowl memory and your worst Super Bowl memory as it relates to Tom Brady. My well, uh, listen. Here's the problem with that. There's, so, There's many. so many, like for instance, the first Super Bowl, I was at the uh I was at the Tuck Bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to leave because my feet were frozen solid. <laughs> and when they called the penalty on him, I said, Let's go. And we started walking out. And yeah. that's when they well, replay. All right, hold on. And then everything turned around. So that Super Bowl where we had the big party, and you realize because the Patriots were so bad for so long. Yeah, it was awful. It was a really big deal, but I would have to say, even though the comeback was better in the Atlanta game, it was the Seattle game. Oh, really? Uh, that interception in the end zone. Yeah, that was, was pretty like, To me, yeah, because you just – it was over. And by yeah. the way, I had won. <laughs> I had won $4,000 in a square thing, okay? And if if they scored Seattle, I would have won – Oh, no, the person, that's what it was. The person who, if Seattle scored, they would have won $10,000. Wow. And and I was thinking about that. But that, for me, was the best one. Right. The worst one was when we were at fantasy camp against the Giants. Uh-huh. And we had a room full of pa- uh, Patriots fans. And Red Sox and we players. Had a week. A week of fantasy camp after that devastating loss. <laughs> it was awful. And the next day, like everyone a funeral. was like, do you believe funeral. it? Do you? But for me, that was the worst. How about you? That's my worst because I have that on videotape. I'll tell you what bothered yeah. me about that game more than the hat, the helmet on the hat. Remember yeah. Asante Samuels let a, the interception yeah. go through yeah. his hands? The interception, yeah. I have that on right videotape. So I was videotaping yeah. the screen thinking this is going to be it. We're gonna, they're going to win the whole thing. It goes through his hands. Next year, he was off the team. <laughs> but, you um, know, think about the question you asked, though. So we got to watch Tom Brady with the Patriots in nine, nine Super Bowls. Right. Right? Yeah. So 
to pick the best and the worst is really hard when you've got people who've been to Super Bowl yeah. once or maybe never. Too bad. You so know, I, I suffered through years and years of suck with the Patriots. I sat on metal chairs in the middle of winter. Yeah. Okay, that's, I don't that's care. Schaefer Stadium. I'm not saying we deserve it, but it was fun. So my best. Well, here's what happened. I moved down to Maryland, and when the Red, when the Patriots started winning and the Patriots started developing this reputation, I couldn't go to Super Bowl parties here because people I would have I would listen to Deflate Gate. They're all blah, blah, anti Patriots. Blah. So I would end up having just stay at home. Now the Seattle game, I was home by myself, and yes, that was pretty incredible. It's the Atlanta one that really just makes me. Because I had, I invited people into my home and when they were down in that first half. <laughs> so they were rubbing it in your face. I said to them, it's not over. I said, they're going to come back. They're going to win this thing. Don't tell me Did why I know that. Though? I believed it. I believed wow. it. Now, deep, deep, deep down, you're still a pessimistic Boston fan. You're like, oh, this whole thing's over. They blew it. But I was built. I just had this feeling that something was going to happen. And my favorite thing to do, I don't know if you do this, but after they won, Seattle and then Atlanta. I go to the YouTube and watch all those people yeah, who, who videotape yeah. themselves. Yeah. And there's yeah. one. There's one in Hawaii uh, after the Seattle game that is just a classic because there's one dude in the back that's a Patriots fan, and you can see his head's down through the whole thing until the end when the interception happens, and you just see this little guy go boop. He jumps up and then he runs to the kitchen. <laughs> it's the greatest well, thing in the I'll world. I'll tell you, Ralph, the Atlanta game. Uh, I all I wanted was for them to make it close uh, because at 28 to three, you don't figure they have a shot. And here's the other thing. You just don't figure Atlanta is going to be that incompetent that they can't even get a field goal. Yeah, they blew and, it. I and, mean, in, and fairness, that's what happened, in okay? fairness to the Patriots win, the Atlanta yeah. had that game. And, and, and right. that, that it was that third and long or whatever that third yeah. and where if yeah, they just run sacked. it, they get sacked. That thing. Yeah. But, you know, so, so that's why you like say what you no want. Way. The Patriots made it happen when it had to happen. I mean, I well, can sit and, and there the all day long. Was, uh, the, the Atlanta could have stopped them in overtime. Right. And they didn't. They right. marched right. And by the way, when they won the toss, you knew they were going to win the game. There was no way they weren't going to win that game right. at that point. But for, for, but for me, Atlanta was that it was just such a shocking moment where the entire fourth quarter was shocking in Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I was a little Atlanta frustrated. Atlanta still had a shot okay. if they just kicked a field goal. So the year they that play- thing at the end, I know. you're like, give it to Marshawn Lynch. He's going to run it in. Oh, well, lose. that was ridiculous. That, that yeah, Pete but Carroll that's what I mean. That's kid. why it was just so you, you were completely prepared for the loss. Yeah, and like that. That was a dead. That was also the pass. If you remember that long pass, felt like yeah. the Giants thing again. You're like, oh, here yeah. we go again. And you're like, they can't. But I literally f- fell out of my chair when he made that interception. But yeah. I was by myself. It's like. Oh, I'm looking around, nobody's here. Yeah. No, now, we, then, so I have, you know, I have big Super Bowl parties right. every time the Patriots are in it. Right. So, I mean, it's fun. The problem is it's great when they win because yeah. everyone sticks around. When they lose, yeah. I've got uh, the place is trashed and there's only me and Rose. Everyone Nobody, leaves. Yeah. Why would they want to stay? Everyone's depressed. Right. Well, I can't. I drove up to see the Philly game. I know. Thinking and I'm finally going to go up there. Game. Yeah. And of course they yeah. lost. But, you know, it didn't yeah, feel, it didn't feel so bad. I don't know. It's, it's funny. It, when you have this many. I get that. Uh, you must have been devastated. I go, well, you know, they, they did win five. So yeah, I don't not feel so bad. that bad about it. Not so bad. I like always the Red Sox. You know me, the first one was the most cathartic one yeah, when that, they won. It gets everything All out. the other ones were gravy. Right. So if they never win another one again, cause I never thought they'd win Doesn't one in the matter. first place. I'm like, but I okay, even, whatever. even this, uh, the NFC championship game that Tom Brady won, I'm getting texts from everybody. Oh, is he deflating the balls? Is he doing this? And, you know, then he throws the three interceptions. 
They go on a win, so I text back and go, you know, he threw a couple of those just to keep the team close. That's right. keep it you close. know, he's just he doesn't want to, you know, look. Come on, they're in Green Bay. Right, so, he can't just okay, roll over. Let's just go to it. What's going to happen on Sunday? I think um, <laughs> I have to quantify it. If Tampa's defense, which I think is very good but undisciplined, I think Tampa is going to win this game. Hmm. If if their defense is just okay, Kansas City is going to roll over them because they're like a video game. Yeah, I want Tampa to win because I want Brady to win his right. tenth Super Bowl. Right. Uh, excuse me. I want him to win his seventh Super Bowl. He's in his tenth. Uh, yeah. But I think that's what's going to happen because I I I think the Chiefs are the best team in football. Their yeah. offense is scary. Right. Uh, but but if Tampa's defense can play well, I think they can they can win this game. And I think Brady's on a mission. Uh, and their offense, I mean, he's got – this is the best offense he's had since they lost the Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, this offense is really, really good. Mm. So that's why I'm picking Tampa. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Uh, it'll be tough because, like you said, Kansas City's like a video game. And that yeah. number 10, Ty- is it Tyreek? He's hard to root against. I know. No, it's you know, you it's, know? it's 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 young versus old. It's no new buck versus old buck. It's kind of interesting. Plus, they're playing in Tampa, which is a whole different. I think this is the first, first time, time in history. In, first time in history. Look what Tom Brady's doing for everybody. Look first what Tom Brady overtime did. Super Bowl he played in. First Super Bowl in a home stadium <laughs> he played in. I mean, he's a lucky bastard. Guy. He's not lucky. He's hardworking bastard. But Jesus. Well, that's. I mean, he's so hated well, people, though. You should watch this thing on Jimmy Kimmel when he does the the mad tweets. <laughs> but he's only hated because everybody wishes. Look at Aaron Rodgers, who I think is a good quarterback, right? But they always talk about he's way better than Tom Brady. He's one in four in, a, in, in NFC championships, and he's won one Super Bowl. This guy is going to go to 10. But the argument with, with uh, Rodgers is he doesn't have a good team around him. It's like Because it, it, the teams aren't one guy. It isn't the quarterback. It's the other stuff around him, too. So that's well, Tom his, Brady's but, won Super Bowls with completely – Completely Listen, differently built teams. You're talking, you know, you're preaching to the choir. You know choir. what I'm saying? Uh, you're I mean, preaching to the choir. It's fine. That's why we're all I wearing mean, the stuff. And, no one, you can't take away from his greatness. I mean, He's the best I mean, football come on, player Come on, ever. look at the guy. Look at uh, that chin, would you? Look at look that. Look at that chin. My God. You forgot to mention that he's in Ted 2, or he's mentioned in Ted 2. I, I don't he, like to talk about that because they sexualize him. Is he? <laughs> you know, see, look at Tom yeah, Brady. There, there we is. go. Yeah. Is he in? Is he in Tom 2? I forget if he's in there. Uh, the Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. All right. So yeah. that's so the prediction is Tampa so, Bay. I think it's going to be a good game. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, I think the score is going to be 35 to 27 Tampa. Okay. I don't pick scores. So Ralph, before we before we go, uh, listen, one of the other things I love about Wildcats, I think I mentioned it earlier, is the end credits. They okay. do this little rap song and uh, it's got the whole team and it's got Goldie on in the corner and it's it's just it's it's one of the things I found really cute about this movie, and she, and she's so adorable. Can, can you show it? You yeah, have I'll it. show I it. it. All right. Now I can, I can okay. show. I'll show just under thirty seconds. I, I hopefully right. she's right. up. Oh, we'll get looks, flagged. Yeah, we'll get flagged. It doesn't matter. They'll we be knocking on our door. They'll take all our money away. There's no money. Okay. Exactly. There you go. They'll demonetize what. Yeah, that's the ending when they won the game. There it is. Remember this. I say they call me Tumane, the ebony lover. I validate the theory when I'm under the cover. Mr. Sporking, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's the whole thing. And then at the end, she says it one more time and she starts laughing. It's just, it's just such a cute thing. She was yeah, so good yeah, in this. And yeah, she's adorable. Again, she was cute in it. So. She's adorable. But let's just, we'll go out with one more look at Tom Brady. Oh, jeez. Oh, Tom Brady. Look at him. He's dreamy. dreamy. How can you not like that guy? I don't know why. It's amazing. He's the GOAT. He's so lucky. He is the GOAT. He's so good. All right. All right. So, Ralph. Jeez, stop uh, yelling. Oof. Good. Oh, sorry. Let me turn down the modulation. Yeah. Okay. How's that? Is that better? That's better. All right. So let's go out quietly, but with the music. We're going to go on quietly. Ralph, we can't go on quietly. Oh, the music is insane. All right. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk next week. You too. Talk to you next week. Okay.